Jesus, thank you that you are the Lord at thy birth. And I pray it'd help me to share some things that would be encouraging and helpful for us tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Quick show of hands. How many of you are planning on having a family get-together at your home at some point here this next week? Anybody? Oh, that's most of you. Okay. Another show of hands. How many of you are hoping for a peaceful and joyful and drama-free family gathering at your home later this week? All right. Well, we're just going to take the rest of our time and pray for that, because that's what it's going to take. Let me ask, okay, another quick show of hands. How many of you have ever had something rather attention-getting happen in your living room in the middle of such a family gathering as the one you're planning on having? Anybody? All right, the hands are going up more cautiously because some of you are afraid I'm going to make you tell the story. I'm not going to. But you can exchange whispers and glances with your other family members, right? Remember that time when so-and-so spilled the entire pitcher of eggnog all over the kitchen? Remember that time that Uncle Tony showed up two hours late and forgot the presents he said he was going to bring? Remember the time when the kid threw a huge fit because it wasn't the present that they wanted for Christmas? Now, none of the kids in this room would ever do that, but you've heard of stories, right? Has anyone ever had a family member go into labor and give birth to a child in the living room during a Christmas party? I'm genuinely curious. No? Okay. Here's the deal. I want to share with you a couple of things because something like that is what happened the night that Jesus was born. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, follow along with me on the screen. In Luke chapter 2, it says this. It says, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. He's the, the king of the world, literally. Rules over the whole world. And he said that the whole world needed to be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And you might not know who Quirinius is. I'm going to be honest. I don't know who Quirinius is. But the point is this. The Bible is not presenting some myth or some legend to us. It's telling us something that really happened. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph went from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. How many of you have to make a road trip this week? Anybody? All right. May you have safe travels and safe journeys. I looked it up on Google Maps. If you want to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem right now, it's just around 100 miles. It might take you, oh, about two hours to drive there. Or if you're walking, 35 hours. He had to go to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Okay, so imagine, do I have, are there any expecting mothers in the room? Okay, imagine you have to go on a 35-hour walk and you have to go stay with some family so that the government can make you fill out some paperwork. Does that not sound like a joy, moms? While, yeah, thank you, yes. <laughs> While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Now listen, it says she gave birth to her firstborn son 
and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no place for them in the, and I left the word blank. What are you all used to seeing there? There was no room for him in the in. in. Okay. So here's the idea. Avin, can I get the preview up on the TV there? Cause I'm going to need that to uh, walk you guys through this. I want to show you a word. This is a fancy Greek word, and you can pull this out at your Christmas parties later this week. The fancy Greek word is kataluma. Can everyone say kataluma? Okay, that's the word that's there in the Greek. And in most translations for a lot of years into English, it says the inn. There was no room for them in the inn. But I think you might be surprised to see that there's something a little bit different there. Okay, I got a picture I want to show you. This is called the Church of the Nativity. This is in Bethlehem. This is the outside of it. And if you'll show the next photo, this is what it looks like on the inside. Very beautiful, yes? This is where the Catholic Church believes, based on the best historical evidence that they've been able to find, that this is where the birth of Jesus took place. And as the Catholic Church is really good at doing, they showed up and they built a church building there, which is great. And you can go there, but it didn't look like this back in the days of Joseph and Mary. It didn't look like this on the night when Jesus was born. It might have looked a little bit something more like this. Stone walls. This is a reconstruction, by the way. They didn't have color photography back in AD, you know, zero. Uh, This is something where they've kind of reconstructed what a house might look like. And actually, I'm going to get really fancy on you, and I'm going to show you a computer graphic that I got from... Uh, my computer. This is kind of what a first century Jewish house would have looked like. And you guys see that bottom area there? Kind of an open area. They would use it for cooking and for spending time in there. And if the kids came in, they would yell at them, go outside, it's warm, this is Israel. And so they would make them go outside. But you guys see that little upper part up there? That upper room where there's maybe some extra space? That's called... The Cataluma. When Jesus went to celebrate the Last Supper with his disciples, he says, Hey, to his disciples, go find us a Cataluma. Go find us an upper room that we could use. It's probably not the best translation to say there was no room for him in the inn. It's probably a better translation like what they have in the CSB. I'll read it for you from Luke chapter 2. It says, Then she gave birth to her firstborn son wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. You guys see, they would have family from all over the place. And it's just, if you study that part of the world, even to this day, you don't let family stay somewhere else. You make sure that you have room for them. But there was no room because there was too much family. They're all crammed into that upper room. So Mary and Joseph had to sleep downstairs where the animals would come in at night. Why would they bring their animals in at night? So they wouldn't get stolen or so they wouldn't get eaten by wild animals. They would bring their animals in. That's why there's a manger down there. So it's probably not the best thing to say they didn't stay at some inn, some stable, some barn. Mary gave birth in the living room. Now you're probably saying to me, well, this is, this is new to me. I'm telling you, I didn't make this up. You can look and the best scholarship has known for a good long time. It probably isn't the best thing to say the end. Now, here's the point. Let me get to the point. What's the big deal? Who cares how you translate this word? 
Here's the reason. If we put Jesus out in a barn, out over there in a stable, he becomes a lot easier to ignore. It's a lot easier to ignore someone if they're over there, right? If you got a text message and said, you know, cousin Jenny just had her new baby, you would say, hooray. And then you would go back to watching Sunday night football, right? However, if cousin Jenny gives birth to said baby in your living room, y'all are paying attention. This becomes a big deal. Here's the point. One of the Christmas tunes that we sing around this time of year says, away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. If Jesus is away in a manger, we might be able to ignore him. Or we might think we could ignore him. But Jesus didn't come so that we could ignore. Jesus said in John chapter 12, he said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Jesus here is talking about how he's going to die. He's going to be lifted up on a cross, offering salvation, offering forgiveness of sins, offering hope to the world. Friends, let me sum it up this way. Jesus isn't away in a manger, in a stable, deserving of our pity. He comes right into the living room and he deserves our attention. Jesus is the one that we can't ignore. We can't place him over there. We can't say, oh, isn't that adorable that that baby Jesus was born? No, he shows up right in our living rooms, right in our lives. And he says, will you trust in me? Will you receive my salvation? Will you believe that I died on the cross for your sins? Will you believe that I rose again, conquering over sin and death and offering forgiveness to any who will trust in him? Friends, if you're here tonight and you've yet to trust in Jesus, I want to put this Jesus before you, not the one who's born far off and distant, but the one who comes right into your living room and says, hi, I'm here. Will you pay attention? And friends, if you're already a Christian, if you're already a believer in Jesus, then I want to ask you this. Are you still paying attention? Or are you letting the busyness and the pressures of this life and all of the things that we go through and have to do block Jesus from your attention? I love presents. Anybody here love presents? Anybody? Any kids love presents? Yeah. Oh man, I really love presents. How many kids, if you're excited about getting a present on Christmas morning, I want you to say broccoli on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. All right. That was pretty, you, the parents, you heard it. Your kids are excited about broccoli. No? All right. I may have started a riot. I'm sorry. Hear me out. Hear me out. Presents are great. Decorations are great. Christmas parties are great. Christmas movies are great. Well, most of them. Uh, Don't miss Jesus. Christmas, the, the celebration of the birth of Jesus. He wants your attention. And just as if someone had given birth right in your living room, you'd have to pay attention to that. Jesus is here tonight saying, I want you to pay attention to me. Friends, will you pray with me? God, I ask that you would help us to pay attention to you. I ask that we would not ignore you. I ask that we wouldn't put you away somewhere over there and certainly not pitying you or 
or thinking, oh, how cute, but Jesus, that we would understand that you came to live a perfect life and to die and to rise again, to offer us forgiveness of our sins and to give us peace with God. I pray tonight, Lord Jesus, that our attention would be on you. As great as the kids are, as great as the cookies are, as great as the family and the parties are, Jesus, we want you to be the center of our attention. It's in his name we pray. And everyone said, amen.